Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Do You Agree, the podcast edition. Today is season three, episode two. As always, I'm your host, Colin Spiker, alongside my friend and co-host, David Farr. David, how are we doing tonight? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, it was a pretty exciting week of football. So, Without a doubt, and this will be an NFL-heavy podcast today. Let's kick it off starting with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown released by the New England Patriots last week and has decided that he is no longer going to play football in the NFL. David, is that a truth or a lie? Uh, I mean, he's kind, he's kind of old, and it's, it wouldn't be completely out of the realm of possibility for him to be done right now. I think he's 30 or 31. Like We just now saw Andrew Luck, call, for different reasons, but we saw Andrew Luck quit at 29. Guys like Calvin Johnson, like receivers that were like still in their prime. Now, I mean, obviously, it's for, it's for a different reason. Got some allegations of some sexual assault, yep. some allegations of some threatening messages, stuff like that. But I mean, I definitely think he could be out because this will put him out. They'll be investigating him for a while. This will put him out a year or two. By then, he'll be mid-30s, you know. Yeah, especially with the allegations and, you know, the NFL looking into it. Um, he's, he's in a tricky situation. And I think with the fact of him – uh, deciding to pull out, and earlier he decided he's going to re-enroll back at Central Michigan and finish off school. I am that that ju- does kind of show me a couple red flags. Why would you decide to you know quit the NFL for good, go back to school with these allegations going around? Yeah. Does that kind of lead to the conclusion that maybe it is true? I mean, we don't have the evidence right now. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know if like the co- going back to college thing has anything to do with that anyway, but not, it's, it's kind of like weird, you know. But I mean, he's kind of looking for a way. Like he knows that this won't be the way he'll be able to provide for his family anymore. So like, he's got to go back to school and get an education to possibly be able to work an actual job. Yeah. You know, because you know, like he got, he's had over almost nearly forty million dollars voided in the past like month because that thirty million from the Raiders was voided with the contract and then the Patriots didn't have to pay him exactly. the nine million dollar bonus or whatever. And so he's been making a base like a hundred and eighty thousand dollar salary. So like uh, and I mean much, I mean you much. look at it and especially with the move from Pittsburgh to Oakland and then to New England, where do you go from here? You know, where was that money spent? Is that money you can potentially earn back, especially, you know, his properties, you never know what they could be worth and that kind of thing. So I think it's something that a lot of sports fans, specifically uh, people who follow Antonio Brown or, you know, just facts of the NFL or fans of the NFL in general are definitely going to look into. Because, yeah. I mean, he's, he is a top receiver, was a top receiver in the NFL. Absolutely. And yeah. to see... Since it's like top three or four. And to see his talent just retire or to purposely remove himself from the NFL due to these allegations, you know, it's... It's something that NFL fans don't enjoy to see because Antonio Brown, a phenomenal wide receiver, somebody that always had a highlight reel, had phenomenal catches, whether it was with the Steelers, had a nice touchdown with Tom Brady. and yeah, yeah. It kind of just all collapsed at once. So you never know where he will go from there. And then, no idea. I mean, I don't know. I think it's definitely possible he doesn't play anymore. And, I mean, if these allegations are true, then he shouldn't play any more games in the NFL. So, I mean, it kind of is what it is, huh? It is what it is. And 
Moving on from Antonio Brown, let's talk Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey requested a trade following last week's uh, loss for the Jaguars. So you look at a couple teams in the NFL that have looked at him. You got the Eagles, uh, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, who pulled off the trade for Jadavion Clowney. Uh, Jalen Ramsey told the Jaguars that he was sick this week. He wasn't going to practice, and obviously, you think no, that's sick. that's because you know he wants to force a trade. No, I have like a weird, I don't know, I don't know, like take on this. I like guess. a theory? Yeah, I think. Okay. I think Gardner Minshew is like kind of good. So like, he is kind of so like, good. Like they won. They they won. They won, they won last week. Other, yes. Yeah. And they looked good. And Gardner Minshew looked good. So, like, I mean, I, is he smart for leaving? Like, is Gardner Minshew, like, the next, like, good quarterback? You know, like, they were really they were really close at the Texans. Yes. So, like, okay, obviously the offense didn't score much. But then, I mean, they go and beat the Titans. The Titans aren't good. Well, but, the way I'm thinking of it, obviously Gardner Minshew is having had a great first uh, win against the Titans. And... But I don't, I don't think that could be just it. I mean, Nick Foles comes in, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. I love you, Nick Foles. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I don't think that one player on the offense and one win could really define Jalen Ramsey's decision. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because the Jaguars signed Nick Foles for a reason, for him to be their franchise quarterback from here on out, for yeah. whatever that timetable may be. Yeah. So, when, the way I look at it, he clearly wants a winning team. He's, he's been in contact with the Seahawks, Chiefs, and the Eagles, three teams that have had success in the past few years, three yeah. teams that could clearly make a run in the playoffs this year. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking at because Jalen Ramsey, he's one of those guys that, you know, you look at him, he's competitive. He wants to win. Yeah. And regardless of – the status of the quarterback, whether it's Nick Foles when he comes back from his injury, or if it's Minshew, if he steps into those shoes, I don't think he wants to be in Jacksonville just because the coaching staff, the environment, the team, I think it's more than just that. Yeah. No, I, you, you make a good point, but I would, I mean, with the, with the, with the winning thing, like the only team he could argue that's like, it's going to put him in a better position to like win is probably the Chiefs. The Eagles are in a tough situation because they have, um, Obviously, just just for the future, Daniel Jones looks like he's going to be pretty good, and the Cowboys are right now better than the Eagles. So, and I mean, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think that. I think the Chiefs would be the best decision for them, him right now if he's going to leave. But like, if you look at the division the Jags are in, you've got the Colts with no with Jacoby Brissett, which they're not bad, but still not Andrew Luck. Uh, their best team in that division is probably the Texans. Yes. So like. I mean, and the Texans aren't anything super special, honestly. So like, at least these this season, this, not, yeah, yeah. And I think they could possibly make the playoffs. It's just that that is a bold take. That's a bold take. So the way I'm thinking about it, yeah, you got the Chiefs, you got the Seahawks, you got the Eagles. Um, regardless Seahawks of in a, in a tough, really tough division. So like, and I think if he if that. he wants comp, yeah, if he wants competition. You go to the Seahawks. Yeah. If he wants to win right now, you go to the Chiefs. Yeah. If you want to be Dan Ramsey on the Chiefs would it would it, it would push the Chiefs oh, I, I, to win the Super Bowl. I have I have never been on sports, you know this. I talk about it all the time, but I've never really put a bet down. If Jalen Ramsey goes to the Chiefs, I'm I'm 
putting my bank account yeah. on the Chiefs winning yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah, man. I, I, if they if they get a little bit more, you can tell Tyron Matthews really helped uh, with a lot of like the secondary play because he's just always around the ball. But uh, Jalen Ramsey having a lockdown corner. Yeah, with really 100%. Really but, for that, for that so back what I was saying, you know, Seahawks, if you want competition to go there, if you want to win right now this year, y- your best bet is probably the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. But I think the Eagles pose. They have a, a really a, high ceiling when their ceiling's high. 100%. And that defense, besides, you know, their defensive line and Malcolm Jenkins, they need, need help. They need the back end. The back end needs help. Ronald he is a scrub. Oh, Ronald Darby is scrub. He, I think, I, I saw some some stats the other day. Jalen or Ronald Darby has been targeted the most through. Three. It was through two weeks. Yeah. Because he didn't play last week. Because now they're taking another MRI on his knee. Yeah. And would you look at that? You rush back, torn ACL, yeah. and look what happens. But yeah, that the cornerback spot on the Philadelphia Eagles. This is. As a sports geek, but also as a diehard Eagles fan, the cornerbacks need help. I'm going to say that one more time right into the mic. The cornerbacks need help. Howie Roseman, if you are listening to me, I am begging you. I don't care if it's two first-round picks and Ronald Darby. You need to pull the trigger on Jalen Ramsey because he has two years left on his deal. And the Eagles, you look at that team – it's been a team for the past three, four years that almost every single player has reconstructed their contract so that whole team can stay together. Yeah. It, it, is not, it is not just the coaching staff. It is not just Carson Wentz. It is not the defensive line. There is chemistry within that locker room, yeah. and I think Jalen Ramsey would be a perfect fit. Yeah, the only thing with Jalen Ramsey is you're, you're going to have to pay him like Oh, 100%. Like, a lot. 100%. Like he's going to have to be by and far the highest paid corner. And, and that's what I was talking about, about reconstructing contracts on the Eagles. Yeah. All of you these guys are taking – exactly. All these guys are taking pay cuts to keep that team together yeah. because they all know. I know the that there is the something there. Yeah, the and, yeah, it's, it's been a slow start. But you add Jalen Ramsey to that defense, you have one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. You have Ma- Malcolm Jenkins, who's a leader. And then you have the best corner in the league. And then you have Carson Wentz, who is really starting to get back into his groove after the past two seasons with injuries. And, you know, hopefully other injuries like Alshon Jeffrey – and yeah, Dallas Goddard. Lost, your whole team died exactly. in the first week. <laughs> exactly. Week two, whatever, the whole team just decided they were all going to get hurt. So regardless of all that, uh, Jalen Ramsey has some options that he can choose from. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to keep up with that. And uh, lastly, our last player, we're going to put the spotlight on, Saquon Barkley. How oh, MRI turned team. out. <laughs> my poor fantasy team, man. MRI came out, high ankle sprain out. Could be four to eight weeks. Which is a really big span for a, for oh, a high ankle sprain. High for ankle one, sprain, yes. For one, like, that's a lot of time for a high ankle sprain. And two, like, um, and two, like that's a really like big gap. Like, four to eight weeks. Like, that's like a four-week, a whole four-week gap. You know exactly. I mean? And I, you look at that offense. Yeah, Dan, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes. Did a phenomenal job. Danny, Danny, Dimes. Danny Dimes. I haven't heard that yet, but all right. <laughs> um, phenomenal comeback win last week. And. I mean, you look at the, the targets on that team, 
And nobody, the, you, nobody, no, yeah, nobody. The, the one name that Evan I can Ingram, remember, Evan, Evan Ingram and, and Sterling Shepard. Yeah. That's it. Saquon they Barkley. They get Golden Tate back in, I believe, next week. Next week, yeah. Week five. Yeah. So, you know, that team doesn't really have targets. Yeah. And it was Saquon Barkley. It was the Saquon show. It was Saquon Barkley and the rest of the New York Giants. Yeah, and I really feel like even with that, they really don't give him the ball enough. Like, oh, no. People talk about that. Like, it was like he's like the focus of the offense, but he gets the ball at like one time every like four plays. Like, and I mean Saquon Barkley you saw his rookie season and oh. rookie seasons are always kind of outliers because it's your first year in the NFL you clearly have to prove yourself so you're kind of like okay where do we go from here and him missing four to eight weeks is is really a, a tough situation for the Giants and for Saquon himself so we'll see what happens, whether that timetable ends up being close to four weeks or eight weeks. But Saquon Barkley's injury it could really hurt the Giants, regardless of Daniel Jones stepping in at quarterback. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's move on to our next segment. We're going to do uh, truth or false this week. So we got three teams here, um, all undefeated. We're going to talk about them. We're going to say if you know, they're the real deal, or if they're shaky and, you know, we'll see how it goes, or if it's just a total joke. Yeah. So, let's start off with the San Francisco 49ers. They're 3-0. They've beaten the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Cincinnati Bengals, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jimmy G is back. Offense is looking pretty solid. What do you think? Um, I, I'm really not decided how I feel about them. But I would probably lean fake. Okay. Um, the Bengals are terrible. Yep. The Buccaneers' defense is god-awful. And, and then, the Steelers are bad this year, too. And, like, the, the Steelers' defense is good. The only re- reason that they – I mean, they drove the ball up the field a little. I don't know. Jimmy G had a couple turnovers. But, yeah, I, I would definitely – I'm going to lean lean fake on the 49ers. Um, as, much, as much as I think – this 49ers team has has the growing talent to be good. I'm I'm I believe they're fake as well. Um, clearly, Jimmy G being back has been big. Um, with them, you know, distributing the the running back situation really well. Yeah, Brady, most a little bit of Tevin Coleman in there, like a little bit of everything. And then you got George Kittle, one of the best tight ends in the league, and Debo Samuel, who the rookie out of South Carolina, he's been doing phenomenal. And then of course you have the deep threat, Marquise Goodwin. So you have you have these guys that can definitely show talent, but I think this is one of those teams that you know I think it's too early to be yeah. to be like yeah they're a playoff team. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean even look at like you know, a lot of. Like what determines the playoffs and how well you do in the season is your quarterback playing. I mean, I haven't really seen anything great from Jimmy G against two really bad defenses and then one decent defense. But five touchdowns, four picks, like it, eh, it's not the most favorable like, line for a quarterback. Like, yeah, I mean, and he's not like he's putting up four hundred yards a game. Like he's throwing for two hundred thirty, two hundred forty yards a game. Nothing special. So I, I'm going to go fake. I'm definitely going to go fake on the 49ers. I'm going fake as well. Um, I mean, the three teams you've played, you had 
the Buccaneers, a decent win against the Buccaneers, and then you had a blowout win against the Bengals, and then a decent win against the Steelers. And last year, two years ago, you had been like, all right, you know what, that's pretty good. I mean, Bengals offense is Andy Dalton and A.J. Green. The Steelers have always been decent, and then Buccaneers have always had their ups and downs. But this year, I think it's a totally different story. I'm not quite sure if I'm sold on it. Yeah, absolutely. So next team we're going to talk about is the Dallas Cowboys. 3-0, top the NFC East. They've beaten the Giants, the Redskins, and the Dolphins. What do you think about the Cowboys? Um, I think they beat, literally, in my opinion, probably the three worst teams. The three worst teams in the, in the entire like, league. Yeah, if I, so the, the Redskins, it was, say it was the Redskins, the... Giants and the Dolphins. The Dolphins, and besides the Jets, they, they beat all the worst teams. Exactly. And... I'm, I mean, I'm not they're beating sold. everyone pretty handily, but I will say I'm probably sold. I th- we've you think? Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to buy. We're playing buy or sell. Right? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna have to like lightly buy it though, okay. not like all you're, the way. You're putting down like a slight down payment, yeah, but you're not going all yeah, in. Yeah, we're not going like, <laughs> slight, like a very very slight buy. I mean, we've seen Dak is a decent game manager. Yep. Um, he can be good at times, especially when Zeke's in the game and he's running well. They got the line, they got the eight guys in the box, and he can throw against um, three three uh, defensive backs. Uh, Mark Hubert is, is pretty good. Um, the adding of uh, Randall Cobb has been has been kind of big. Mm-hmm. Too. I, I mean, I, I think the real they're in a division with an Eagles team that's hurt and up and down, shaking. You never really know what's going to happen with them. The Giants who are building but not good, and the Redskins that are just awful. So, I mean, I, I think they probably won 11 or 12 games, to be honest with you. I think it all really comes down to the next four weeks. Uh, you got, you're playing in New Orleans this week, and then you go into Green Bay, and then you have the Jets, which um, is most likely a guaranteed win, and then you play the division rival Eagles. So, first three games – Three worst teams in the league, which is why I'm not sold yet. I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm looking that, at the contract. I'm like, okay, do I really want to put the down payment down right yeah, now? Yeah. Dak Prescott has looked phenomenal. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott's trying to get back in shape. Yeah. The wide receiver core is really surprising me. Amari Cooper, you know, it wasn't just a trade and yeah. I'm good again. He he's looking great this season, and like you said, Randall Cobb, that pickup as your number two receiver yeah. has really helped. Yeah. And, and Jason Witten coming out of retirement. Jason Witten. That's a red zone God, threat right there. He yard pass the other day. I'm just laughing. So, the I, thing is, I can see them. They got the Saints at the Saints, home against the Packers, the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Giants. I think that I can see them walking out of there four and one in those games. Oh, I agree. Yeah, like, four and one, three and two. Like, but what I'm I think like, they're going to beat the Saints. I think. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they match up against teams that have the talent to match them, or the yeah. talent that could keep the other team in the game. Yeah. Because we clearly haven't seen that the first yeah, three weeks. Absolutely not. We've seen a bunch of. So Dallas Cowboys. Um, we're we're both kind of. We're, we're thinking we're about it. We're, we're thinking about it. We're shaky. I, I'm, I will say I will lightly buy it. I'm probably a little bit more enthusiastic about it than you are. Uh, but uh, I would lightly buy, buy it if they're real. All right, last team, and I think this is a pretty clear answer. Buffalo Bills started off 3-0. Uh, this is fake. I am selling this immediately. The stock market is about to crash. I want the Buffalo Bills out of my wallet. You, you got a one-point win against the New York Jets. 
And yeah, you, you beat the, you beat the Giants. The Giants when Eli Manning was still your starting quarterback, and then you beat the Bengals by four. I'm I'm not a fan. I'm really not a fan. And then of course you're in you're in the same conference as the New England Patriots, who statistically are on track to be the best team we've seen since they went 16 and 0. Yeah. Um. It, I'm definitely not as hard of a sell on this as you are. I mean, I think it's a sell because Josh Allen honestly sucks. I, I don't. I don't. Th- he's I mean, he's I, had his sparks of talent. Like, no, it's not even that. Like, he is really athletic and like a talented. But he's just not that good of a quarterback. He just you, makes a lot the, of really errant throws. Just through the first three people. games, as a passing quarterback, someone that has an incredible arm, you're telling me you only have three touchdowns. Yeah. That that just doesn't offensively yeah, add up. And then three picks too. Like. And I feel like three is like kind of low. Like I feel like he's going to throw more than that. Like it's, he, he has a tendency to throw a lot of interceptions. He makes like crazy plays with his legs sometimes. Yeah. Which like makes him a little bit better than he is. Um, but they just they don't really have. They don't really have. They, any, they don't have like, the it factor. They don't have that X factor yeah. player. I mean, I'm definitely selling it, but like I'm not hard selling it. I think they're okay, but I think they might win eight, like seven or eight games. Honestly, they could they could possibly win seven. I think for the future, Bills Mafia can look up. Yeah. Um, but don't don't get your hopes up right now. Yeah, You're three and zero. You've played three. Literally, not I think probably teams. the three worst statistical teams in the NFL. So that's gonna do it, folks, uh, for the very NFL heavy episode of the Do You Agree podcast. As always, I'm your host Colin Spiker, alongside my friend and co-host David Farr. We will talk to you guys later this week. Have a great rest of your week.